You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 61. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. I know you've been thinking about it. I know that very techie you is ready to come out and find the tech job of her dreams this year. Who do you turn to for the support you need to move from learning to getting hired in tech? Well, I've got some great news for you. I've got you covered with the You Are Techie Coaching Membership. We listened to our audience and we heard you ask for UX design and full stack developer options in your course content, not to mention the getting hired strategies that have worked for so many women before you. The trifecta of courses, coaching, and community with the mentor support you need to keep moving forward into your tech career is like no other membership program out there. We have the exact skills employers are looking for. You'll learn how to maximize your income with portfolio-ready skills that hiring managers are seeking, not to mention the steps you can skip so you don't find yourself down that endless tech learning rabbit hole. Join me as we walk you step-by-step through the getting hired process in tech. Sign up at youartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I can't wait to see you in our membership. Hello, hello, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Are you being amazingly effective at work or in your tech learning today? You're crushing it at all levels, right? No? Well, okay, let's talk about how to execute your work like a pro. And I've been thinking about this a lot because of a couple things. So I know that in my business, it always takes more than I can even comprehend at the beginning to accomplish a task. And and I think that this is so true for many people trying to get into tech. And it aligns to, I did a podcast on getting into UX in three months, and I wrote a blog on how to get into tech in three months. And oftentimes what will happen is, you know, that's not a guarantee, but people are like, oh, I can do this in three months. How do I do it? And the reason that I promote that is if you just say, it takes as long as it takes, I'm going to be hanging out doing it, you aren't making the type of progress that you want. And so I really want to encourage you to just give yourself a three-month time frame at the beginning. And then when you get to the end of the three months, you don't quit and say, oh, I've failed, I haven't done it. You just say, okay, where am I? Now I have a much clearer picture of where I want to go. I do think that the more we thin out the stuff that doesn't matter, and oh man, you guys, some of you want to fight me on this. You want to do a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter in your getting hired process. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay if you look at a few job postings, you sneak a peek. It's okay if you write a little game and put it in your GitHub repo. Sometimes those activities are just your way to keep yourself moving forward and staying involved. 
but they aren't the straightest path. And it's okay to not be on the straightest path as long as the majority of your activities are on the straightest path. I mean, I had a coaching session just the other day where one of my students was freaking out because her portfolio is not completely done. I've encouraged her to work on applying and she's like, but okay, what if we talked about what if I send that portfolio or I don't have a portfolio, what do I, what do I send? So we came up with the answer of what do I send? And it turns out she had so many work product samples and it just hasn't been put into a cohesive portfolio. And so there is a lot that you can do with that. And I think that when we overcome, we just have that answer. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Now, keep in mind, she is still working on her portfolio, but many people come in and they're like, okay, I'm going to spend three months and do my portfolio, and then I'm going to spend three months on getting hired. And the problem is you're kind of starting from scratch at both, where if you overlap some of those activities, you'll be further along in the process. Because mostly the first conversations that you're having with your portfolio not being done, you're feeling really insecure, but a lot of those conversations are just people who will help you. And so that mentor type relationship, getting feedback from people. And that's where when you start those conversations before you really, you're like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. You aren't going to feel ready. And if you start them earlier, that is what will help you to execute like a pro. And that's what we're going to talk about today is really beginning, starting, and then moving forward how do you execute? And this is key because at the beginning, you aren't going to execute like a pro. Of course you're not. You're new. You're still new to it. The whole key is to get through that first iteration of fear and judgment and where it just, and you're actually having conversations about your code and your designs. I'm going to say that again because that's really, really important. The important part is to start as quickly as humanly possible so that when you're past that beginner stage, you have a little bit of baseline knowledge, you can have conversations about your code and designs. Now you can start executing like a pro. Does that make sense? That's why I'm always pushing people to get started because you won't get into those pro-type conversations, those pro-type discussions, unless you get started. Okay, let's dive in a little bit more. Managers, a hiring manager, your tech manager, is looking for a team of humans, of people that will execute consistently. They want you to execute again and again and do so in a way that moves the organization and the team forward. Okay, now if you think I'm jumping, I'm not. <laughs> because if you are out there attempting to learn your tech skills or attempting to get hired, maybe you're hoping there's someone out there that will give you a chance or help you become your best techie you. You need to start being that person that that manager wants. They want you to execute like a pro in the job. And so what I'm advising you to do is execute like a pro in your learning. Okay, and you might be thinking, well, I do work really hard. I do. Listen, I have 
no doubt that you work really hard. Pretty much nearly every one of my students, they work so hard each and every day. I mean, it's amazing. They have so many great work habits, thoughtful contributors. They show up to do the work. They're taking care of their families. I mean, I do not have a lazy student in my program, okay? They are very hardworking people. What I do sometimes see is a lack of pro-execution because doubt or fear, sometimes we call that imposter syndrome, creeps into our brains. See, when we stay focused on the right activities and execute them over and over again, they just work. Eventually, they work. But only if we can overcome the challenging thoughts that our brain wants to serve up to us about what we've accomplished in the past. We look to our past for evidence of what we can accomplish in the future. And we're typically sending ourselves down a spiral of ineffectiveness by doing this, okay? We are not getting into pro-execution action when we think, should I, shouldn't I, will I, won't I? If we just sit down and get to work, we're going to be in a much more pro-execution style than if we start allowing all those imposter syndrome thoughts to creep in. Now, they're going to creep in. So you just say, yep, I hear you. I'm going to get to work anyway. So to execute like a pro really means that we are showing up for ourselves. We're showing up as our best selves again and again each and every day. That's how you're going to impress that manager when you show up on day one. When you're just used to showing up for yourself and executing like a pro and doing exactly the right types of activities every single day, then when you show up for work on day one, it's not going to be a problem for you because you're used to showing up for yourself. Now, thinking about how you did a great job yesterday or how long it's been since you've been working towards this goal, those are only going to sabotage your efforts. Those are imposter syndrome creeping in. But I want to dive into the five steps that are really going to help you execute like a pro, specifically in tech, okay? So step number one is to offer a solution. And this is really important. This has to do with that kind of beginning even when you don't feel ready. So when you offer a solution, in tech, this means a deliverable or your portfolio, which is a collection of deliverables. So if you're, if you're in development, this is going to mean your GitHub repo. If you're in design, this is going to mean your user research and your wireframes, okay? I know this can sound simple, but I have heard, I think, every excuse in the book for why someone isn't ready to create a deliverable. No, 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 I don't know how to create a deliverable. I'm not ready to create it. And here's the thing. You don't need a PhD to start a Google Doc or open up Microsoft Word or open up Text Editor. You're allowed to do it. Just type some stuff and get started. Day one, get started. If you take anything away from this podcast, please just begin. Begin your process because you are so much more likely to progress if you get started and offer a solution. You try to create some type of solution. It's in that trying that you will learn and move faster in your overall goal. 
Now we're going to move into step two, which is to be efficient. And there is more to it than just being efficient. But I do want to talk about how to be efficient. If you're thinking, um, Ellen, I have three kids, two dogs, and a full-time job. I appreciate your advice, but I think I've got efficiency down. Stick with me because I've got some specific tips for you here that I used when I was running preschool back and forth and just trying to maximize my time and be super efficient and get more work output out there. And it was great. I actually had someone tell me they forgot that I worked part-time. I I had a part-time project that I worked on because I was so efficient that I showed up as a full-time person. So I think I've got some great strategies for you here. So to be efficient means to put time and attention into making that deliverable the best it can be. So that number one, that offer solution, but not so much time that you're using perfectionism to buffer for your fear. And so if you're like, this can't be perfect, let me switch to something else, or I'm going to spend eight hours on this project if I have to, that was definitely one of my favorite things. I'll just put as much time in as I can. So what I want to recommend, I like two-hour time blocks around really challenging work that I've never done before. And I like 25-minute time blocks around work that I do repeatedly. This is important. I still time myself. After years of using alpha waves and pomodoros, which is the technique that I use because I find it so effective to time myself doing specific work, I'll then learn how long it takes me to do that work so I can confidently plan ahead and know that I've given myself enough time to complete the task. And a Pomodoro is just a 25-minute timer, and alpha waves are something you can find freely on YouTube. I put them in my ears. You would be surprised how much auditory input affects your brain. You want to be in a totally silent environment or have alpha waves or something really focused on your auditory input that is going to reduce the cognitive load in your brain and allow you to focus on complex tasks that many technology tasks are. Now, not every task is like this, right? Some are ongoing. So my coaches don't know exactly how long it's going to take, say, to get hired in the tech job of their dreams. They can, however, put two hours on their calendar at the beginning of every workday to network and apply, okay? They can put that time on their calendars from a place of understanding that if they do the work and they get feedback and then they adjust based on that feedback, they will get to their destination. Staying committed to the path in the face of challenges or rejection or frustration That's where the secret sauce lies in executing like a pro. So if you show up, here's what I mean specifically. If you show up and you're like, "Ah, no one's going to hire me. Let me look at a hundred different job postings. That is totally different than if you say, I have two hours on the clock. How can I use that time most effectively so that I am 100% committing to finding the best job to making the best cover letter and to showing up as my best self to find the right jobs, that's a totally different place to execute from. And that's what I want you to be looking for. That's what the hiring manager is looking for out of you. So why not show up like that for yourself ahead of time? Now we're moving on to step number three. This is iterate or improve. 
when we take the time to receive feedback and iterate and then upgrade in regards to that feedback, we're executing like a pro. So here's what I mean. I know you don't want to think about your first cover letter as like not perfect, but it's not. It's not your best work. It was your best work on that day, but it's not your best work seven days later. So go back to your cover letter. What can you improve? You know, use the template that you have, but now it's only going to take a few sentences to like, oh, I can tweak that and make that better. It's hard to think about it that way, but if you just show up on day seven after you've already used the cover letter, don't think about the ones you've already sent out. Just think about how you're going to make it so much better and your portfolio so much better every single time and you're iterating. Now you're becoming a pro. Why? Because you're growing. So maybe you weren't really ready to be hired in that job a month ago, but if you've continued to execute and iterate over that month, maybe you are the right candidate now. Okay, and that's why I always say updating your portfolio is great. You can send people, hey, I've got an updated portfolio. You've got something to send them. You don't worry about how you showed up before. You just keep showing up as a better and better version of yourself. Okay, now a comment about iterate and improve and getting feedback. The tricky part is who do we take feedback from and how do we know which feedback to iterate from? I always encourage you to limit your sources of feedback. Like if you got 20 different pieces of feedback, how could you possibly integrate all of that? And also go to someone who's been there before, whether they're doing the job that you want or they've been hired in a highly technical role. This is not the time to enlist the help of, you know, your best friend who has made the choice to stay at home and she's not returning to the workforce. I'm sure she's lovely, but she hasn't done what you want to do in this scenario, for example. So go to someone who's already in the workforce, who's been employed in a similar type of technology, go to our free Facebook group, whatever it takes, and get feedback from someone who has done what you want to do. And the more closely aligned, the better. So if you are seeking a UX design role and you can find someone who's been hired in UX design, that's great. Maybe you get one person like that. You get one person who's in a general tech job and you get one other person. Okay. So keep it pretty tight. Keep it really high quality and keep it to people who you let them know ahead of time. I'm not looking for, hey, you did a great job. I'm looking for specific things that I can do to make this better. That's how you want to show up. Okay. We are moving on to step number four. And this one is a little bit tied to number two. We want to be effective. Okay. And not just efficient. So it's important to be efficient with your time. I don't think anyone wants an employee who is not efficient. That's very annoying. It's really great to be an efficient person. Here's the problem. You can be really efficient at the wrong things. I mean, I I know I've seen you guys, some of you guys out there and I've, I've been one of them. I can do a lot of efficiency But if you aren't effective, then that is not executing like a pro. That's why I always like to plan out my calendar and teach my students to plan out their calendar because it's important that you decide ahead of time what the right activities are. And so then when you show up for yourself, you don't have to spin in an imposter syndrome. You have already decided this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Okay. I had this last night. I was working. I did work pretty late last night. I try not to do that, but I, I did everything that I, um, all the to-dos, I was as efficient as I could be. And then I went to close my computer and I did a quick check and I was like, oh, there's one more thing. But you know what? I did it. I wasn't, (laughs) I didn't really feel like it. It was quite late, 
but I said I was going to do it and I did it. And I think that it's a really small thing, but when you start executing like that, you get this amazing trust with yourself that is just so, so important. And to execute like a pro, being effective really is the most important thing. And that's why I don't advocate buying a bunch of $10 courses in the hopes that learning will get you hired. If you actually want to get hired, what you need to have are work samples, at least two real world projects. I know it's scary. I know that you're going to give me a million excuses as to, but I don't know these people, but I don't, I can't pick. I don't know how to do it. I understand all of those things. And I'm telling you that if you just got started, let's say you got started on Monday and you realize that you had picked the wrong project. Very few of my students pick the wrong project. Let's say you picked a wrong. Well, at least you know now why it was wrong and what was wrong about it. And on Tuesday, you can get started at a better place. But it really is that important to work on real world projects. And you're going to hear that from anyone who is a credible source. Okay. Now, I want to be clear. It's totally fine to snag a $10 course here or there. If it's in the context through the filter of those real world projects, let me give you an example. So let's say you're working on your first UX project and you've done the user research and you're ready to, to move into, you've done some user flows, you're ready to move into wireframes and you open up Figma, you start to do some free tutorials and you get stuck and you're like, what do I do now? I don't know how to do these specific functions in Figma. Okay, now you go buy your $10 course because you know exactly what you are looking for, what you're going to get out of that $10 value. Does that make sense? So to be effective, we want to look through the filter of those real world projects to make our determination. And that's a super important part of being effective, not just efficient. So let me give you a contrary example. So W3 schools is great for a free coding resource. I mean, it's an outstanding resource. But don't go there and just start to learn everything that's in it. Why not? Because it is a repository of information. You want to have a real world project, start working on it, come across a hurdle, go to W3 schools for your solution. I'm going to say that again because Order matters. The filter matters. You need a real world project. Okay. You can get that from someone. You can have an experience with a software that isn't good and you try to recreate a better experience. You can get a, a free, in quotes, freelance project. Tell someone you will work for free for them. It's okay if you don't have all the skills. You can let them know you're building the skills and that you'll do this work for free. Those are all different ways to do it. A self selected project, I think, is more effective for the first one and then a freelance for the second, but you know, up to you. So you have this real world project, you start coding, you come across a hurdle. This is how it happens. So if you come across a problem and you're like, I don't know what to do, I must be doing it wrong. You're not, you're not doing it wrong. Just go to a repository like W3 schools and find that specific way to handle it. Now that's a very basic example because they're, they're focused. W3 schools is focused on CSS, HTML, and JavaScript mainly. But that is the way that you filter to be effective, not just efficient. And effective means you're executing like a pro. Okay, finally, step number five. This one is keep growing. Okay, executing like a pro means that each time you do something again, 
you're doing it better than the time you did it before. You need to accept that maybe the last time you were doing it, you were newer or even brand new and just skip the negative self-talk. Don't be, oh, I can't believe I did that. What is wrong with me? I should have known better. No, just skip all that and go right into a commitment that what you learned from that time now has helped you to grow into this time. What you learned from last round is going to help you do it better this next time. That is literally all you're doing in tech. You're just doing it better and better each and every time. So those are the five steps to guide your daily actions. I hope that you found them helpful. And I hope that I gave you enough specific details in there because I know that they can be a little bit high level, but there is absolutely a tie in to every line of code, every screen of design that you create. You can literally use these steps, go through them to execute like a pro today while you're learning, when you're getting hired, and while you're in your job so that you can be the pro your company needs. That's how you add more value. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I'll see you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at uartechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.